This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of christylittlejones.com, episode number 133. This month, I'm celebrating awesome ladies for International Women's Month, but how can I celebrate women without celebrating my favorite woman in the whole wide world, my mom? In today's episode, I'm talking to my mom about parenting. She will share some simple tips that have helped create an amazing bond with her and her two daughters, me and my sister Kira. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. We want to introduce you to my mommy. Yay! So I'm so excited. To talk, to just, um, it's so funny because, you know, I'm very, it's so funny because my husband, Adrian, is always like, you are so extra. Yes, this is my, you know, we love interaction here. And so my husband's like, you're so over the top, but you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So my mom is, um, for so many years, she was an actress. My mom was a the Jiffy mom. Jiffy moms choose Jiff. So, you know, choosy mom choose Jiff. Yes. She was a Jiffy mom. She owned her own dance company. I was actually, uh, my sister is tri- true triple threat dancer, mm-hmm. actress, I mean, dancer, actress, singer, like amazing mm-hmm. talent. And because of just who mommy is. And so I've always, you know, secretly, I've always wanted to be a dancer, a singer, <laughs> an actress, and I'm really good in the shower. I really am. A tremendous actor. <laughs> Amazing actress. Yep. She is. And so, um, you know, it's, you know, just the example that my mom has been, not only to me and the love that she has just been to, not only me, but to all of my friends, um. has really translated in such a way that I really want to share though for those of you who are moms Mm -hmm. it um you know and I want to share some of the examples that you know ma you may not even know how it's impacted me as a mom Mm -hmm. but really want to share those with you guys today so um you know God says to honor your mother and father Mm -hmm. And so today, I have the privilege of honoring my mom, which is so exciting for me today. So we're going to talk about powerful parenting. And, you know, parenting is such a privilege. It is such a privilege. And, you know, it's really not a right. It really isn't. And Mm -hmm. it's a privilege. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it just... It's, you know, I could totally get on my soapbox when I see parents who just totally don't understand that it's a privilege. Yeah, they just don't get it. And it's, they're so mean mm-hmm. to their children. Mm-hmm. They're cursing them out. 
they're grabbing them by the hand, you know, MFing them, they're too, you know, just abusing them. And I mean, it's taking everything inside of me not to, <laughs> you know, go there. Yeah. And so totally parenting is such a privilege, such a privilege. And so and such a blessing. It is a blessing from God. Mm -hmm. And so I truly believe that, you know, before you even leave the hospital, mm -hmm. parents really need classes. Like they need to pass certain classes. <laughs> we need to have some policies put in place where you parents need to pass classes in order to even be able to leave the hospital with their children mm -hmm. because we have so many issues mm -hmm. with that really stem from parenting. And yeah, well, the classes could start long before that, you know. Yeah. The minute you know you're going to have a child, whether you're having your child naturally, you're adopting a child or you're taking yeah. care of someone else's children, to start preparing your mindset because it is an entirely yes. different mindset. Yeah. I think the Lord gives us children for us to learn how to stop being so selfish. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. it's not all about me anymore. Now, everything that I have to mm. do for me has to go through a filter of what do I have to do for my kids. Mm, that's so good. Yeah. That's really good, Mom. Um, you know, one of the things that um, I really thought that was really cool was um, the... The other day, I'm, I'm actually working on this project, and it's like social-emotional development. Mm -hmm. And what that is, is it's really teaching parents, teaching children how to express emotion. And there are, you know, it's amazing how mm -hmm. schools now, they have something called school-to-prison pipeline. What? Yes, a school-to-prison pipeline, oh. where they are actually suspending kindergarten to second graders. I've read things like that. That's insane. Yes. They're suspending kindergarten to second graders. And so the school to prison pipeline. And so schools suspending kindergarten to second graders, the, the, the risk of the, of the, those students who are being suspended from kindergarten to second grade or second grade ending up in prison is so high. I, I, I mean, how can you not be traumatized by something like that as a little kid. Yeah. How can you not be traumatized? And speaking about school and what the schools do, um, it, I remember um, I got thrown out of my high school. It happened to have been a, um, it was performing arts high school in New York. Mm. And I was told that my butt was too big and my feet were too big and my heels were too big. I could never be a dancer. My body shape was not correct to be a dancer. Um, my mother went down there the next day and she told them that they better put my big butt and my big feet and my big heels back in that class, in that school, or she was going to sue them. And I went back in the class. It was so hard from then on because mm. they threw me in the back behind everybody else. But I ended yeah. up in senior year having the lead in the senior production. Mm. But it, it, it took that incident for me to see that you really have to fight for your children. You have to go down there. <clears throat> I don't know if you remember this or know this, but when Christy was um, first in a little, in um, it was a public school, this was in Denver. Mm. When you were in kindergarten, the first day of school, she came back to me and she said, Mommy, what is a, and it was the N-word. Mm. I said, say, what? And you said, well, this little boy told me that that's what I was. Next day, <laughs> went down to that school, talked to that teacher, talked to that principal, and took my child out of that school. Mm. 
I said, nah, you can't expose children to that type of hurt, that, that depth of pain yeah. at such a young age. And that is what suspending children, I mean, all they're doing is being children. At that age, all you can be is a little kid. Yeah. So any, there is no little kid behavior that is suspendable. Yeah. Not in kindergarten, preschool, no first and grade. There is no behavior that is suspendable. So it just shows that those schools, those administrations, do not know how to even handle a child. How to walk a child through whatever the behavior it is that they mm -hmm. think is so awful that you have to kick the kid out. Mm -hmm. They they are lacking. The adults in that, in that scenario are lacking mm -hmm. because they do not know how to communicate with a child to help them see what is unacceptable in their behavior mm -hmm. and how to improve upon that. Mm -hmm. And so that's a total failure of the school system, a total failure of those particular teachers and administration. Yeah. And the parents should pick at the daggone place. They should wreak havoc until, until they get rid of those teachers or get those teachers and administrators into some kind of classes mm -hmm. where they can learn how to communicate with children in a better way. Same thing with parenting. Yeah. Parents have to care. Yeah. It has to come from within. It has to be um, a love for your child. You, you have it naturally. You really do. We all do. Um, we all are motherly and fatherly when we need to be, if we choose to be so. In other words, you see another kid in trouble you see, or, or, or um, hurt or crying, um, in a group of kids playing with your own child, you you go and you help that kid, and you and you say, "What's wrong? What's going on?" You know, you wanna you wanna communicate with them. Um, little kids in the supermarket, they wave at you. You know, you can wave back. Hey, how are you? Granted, some parents, I, I wave the kids all the time. Little teeny yeah, babies that's... are always waving at me and smiling. I smile right back. And sometimes the parents get a little paranoid. And they, you know, that I'm communicating with their child. And that's part of the fear that you guys have these days that, mm -hmm. that we didn't have before. We just said, don't talk to strangers, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, you, there are, that people are basically nice. And, and things have kind of changed. And parents, I think, mm -hmm. maybe without even, maybe not even knowingly, may instill fear in their children. It's, um, it's really not easy to find a balance between instilling a respect for um, life as it is today. In other words, you don't talk to strangers. You respect the fact that there are some dangerous mm -hmm. um, people. Yeah, dangerous people and dangerous situations in life. But you, you want to um, find that balance. And the only way that you can do that, find the balance between don't scare your child to death. Yeah. <laughs> don't scare them to death. <laughs> Yes. So they're so scared they can't even leave the house, mm -hmm. or you know, or 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 um, know how to handle themselves. Mm. Um, we used to take the bus and subway. You know, I was raised in New York. We took the bus and subway at ten years old. You know, you're taking mm -hmm. yourself into Manhattan. It, well, it took an hour and a half on the subway each way, mm -hmm. on the bus and subway each way, going to school and coming home. But you did know how to don't talk to strangers and how to book it. When you had to get out of Dodge, when you had to leave, you saw a group of scary-looking people on the street, <laughs> you crossed the street. So you, we did learn those things. But today, with the, the um, uh, social media and also, too, social 
social media parenting where the parent just lets their kid, you know, the the the, the That's very real. The Xbox is the babysitter and yeah. the TV is the babysitter and the iPhone is the babysitter. You got to stay on top of all of that stuff. And you guys just have more to stay on top of than we did. You know, and that's a good point because creating amazing relationships with your kids, mm -hmm. how do you do that, in, you know, when you have a social media, when we live in a social media world? Because, mm -hmm. you know, we've always had great relationships. Mm -hmm. and I mean, a great relationship. We never had that really weird thing going on. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember when um, I was in high school and you know yesterday when I was at church they talked about love covers a multitude of sins and mm -hmm. I remember when I was in high school I think I was a senior and I was at home on the couch with my boyfriend and mom came <laughs> home earlier than expected <laughs> and she came what? in and she was like hi guys and she walked right into the kitchen and it was bad, guys. I Most embarrassing it. moment ever in my life. <laughs> Most embarrassing moment. And my mom literally, she darted in the kitchen, never said anything. I was mortified. Mortified. And um, I had to give you guys time to get your act together. <laughs> And I came back out. She, but it was, it was, she, her, the grace that my mom offered was, it was love at its fine, like at its finest. It was love at its greatest, right? Cause she didn't, you didn't reprimand. You didn't, I can't believe, you know, she, you didn't go off. It was, I was already so embarrassed. I was already condemning myself so much. It was more compassion and Baby, you know, I know, I, I know you felt so bad anyway. Like, I'm not going to make you feel worse. Yeah. Um, and it was so powerful, just the, mm. the example and your response, that it was so impactful. Mm. It impacted me so much at 17 years old mm. It that when I became a mom at 30, mm -hmm. that it... It, 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 it reminded me of how to respond with my own children. Mm, yeah. and, and so as a mom, how critical it is for you to be very mindful and to mm, parent on purpose. It, so whether your mom said or did something that you did not like or that you did like, that you don't repeat it if you didn't like it, mm -hmm. that you have the opportunity to change it mm -hmm. to to instill or be an or be the example a different example mm -hmm. but it was so powerful mom it mm -hmm. was so powerful the way you responded in my most embarrassing moment <laughs> <laughs> that impacted me mm -hmm. that literally the in the influence the way it impacted me to now parent with my children to really offer compassion mm -hmm. and grace in their most embarrassing moment and situation mm -hmm. that has created a safe place for them to trust me mm -hmm. with every secret. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I trust mom. So mm -hmm. she's, she created that safe place in my most embarrassing moment. Mm -hmm. So I, now I can go to her talk to her about anything because in my most embarrassing moment, she didn't, 
expose me anymore. She mm -hmm. didn't condemn me and go in when she really mm -hmm. had the right to, mm -hmm. um, but really offered grace. That's, 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 that's something that you can tap into by tapping into your own child. Hmm. That's what I feel. When I see a kid, it's just automatically, whether it's my own little kids raising them up or someone else's, by tapping into the little kid that I used to be, I can almost feel what they're feeling. You know when a child is hurting and to just keep pounding on them, you gotta be able to recognize and empathize and sense, oh my gosh, that's making them feel worse and worse and worse. When do we get our point across? You know it, you really do. Inside, you know it. Um, <laughs> except sometimes, sometimes like, that made me think about the two hour lectures. <laughs> yes, we used to have two hour lectures. Yes. <laughs> sometimes you just keep, you know, beating a dead, beating a dead horse. And, and when your eyes are like this, you're in headlight. <laughs> and you keep telling them the same thing over and over. You get it? Did you understand what I said? Do you understand? <laughs> But sometimes they'd rather have the two-hour lecture. I mean, sometimes they say they'd rather have the spanking than the two-hour lecture. But they do remember because mm -hmm. both you and Keys used to repeat to me some of the stuff I said. And I'd say, oh my gosh, they were listening, even though they were glazed over. But you do, you, you know in your heart where you've gone too far. Yeah. And you can pull back. Just because you got that spoon out and you're going to, you know, you can pull back when you can, you can tell. Oh, he, he gets it. He gets it. Okay, have the conversation. Do you know why we're upset about this? Mm -hmm. You know? And sometimes we need a spanking. My, my, now, back in the day, we used to just tap on the hand, and that was enough. I don't know today. Maybe not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. I don't know. But I know that kids have so many toys and trinkets and yeah. electronic devices. Hey, I'm sure you take that away from them. They're not going to like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that type of... Um, Disciplining works. Mm -hmm. um, oh, another thing you got to have, like my mama used to tell me, your grandma used to say you got to have that 10-ton look. Mm -hmm. that, or 10-ton ten, yeah, ten look, she called it. Honey, Wait. we all have parents who gave us that look. Yeah, you know, their they know. <laughs> their lips are tight. Oh, I hated that look. Ooh. Okay, it, it, it's acting, too. A lot of it is acting. And a lot of the acting is fun. It's fun, like like doing homework. You can you can act out the um, the the history the history lessons you know and and so let's give them some of the um, some of the things that you can do okay to create amazing relationships with your kids that will last a lifetime okay so one of the things you said is homework so um, doing activities together that create lasting memories so like doing homework you mm -hmm. had an example for doing homework yeah you can act things out right right and and. You can even be silly, you know, and have fun. In fact, I think that's one of the things that you were talking about. But the homework can be fun. You can sing the math. I mean, why not? I did not like homework, <laughs> doing homework with mommy. <laughs> the other one is making sure that you make an effort to have family dinner. Mm -hmm. That you sit down together, no electronics. Right. That, no, I mean, like, oh my mm -hmm. gosh, they will stay connected to these uh, electronics mm -hmm. in their yeah. phones or yeah. The pads are, yeah at all times if you let them and so 
Yeah, and that you make sure that they turn them off, you come to the table. One of the other fun things that, that we do to help create relationships that last a lifetime is create, we have something called um, like a dinner game or like the if game. Mm -hmm. So we ask questions at dinner where it's like, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Um, if mm -hmm. you could own any business in the world, what would it be and why? And it really helps you to really, you know, think out of the box, see what your kids think like, mm -hmm. you know, why mm -hmm. it's super fun. Yeah. And you kind of see how they think, what's important to them, you know, and it's really fun and they love it. Mm -hmm. They love it because it's engaging, you know, they feel like they're a priority, right. super duper fun. That's great. And of course, always the what you do at school today, you know, yes. and that doesn't have to go on and on and on. I love the, the mm -hmm. game idea. That's fun. Yeah, they love yeah. that. You can also do, um, um, say, a Bible verse mm -hmm. before each prayer. When I was raised, um, our family said everyone just took their turn saying a Bible verse. And everybody used to fight for Jesus wept because it was the easiest one. <laughs> everybody wanted to say that one. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but after a while, Daddy claimed That is hilarious. Daddy claimed it so that is so funny. So everybody knew, don't take Jesus wept because that was daddy's. That, <laughs> that's really funny. That funny. Really funny. <laughs> so um, one of the things too that is really fun is where you have, we do, sometimes we do breakfast for dinner. I love oh, that. So yeah, I like that. we do breakfast for dinner or yeah. we do a backwards dinner where we eat dessert first. Oh, that's cute. They like that one. <laughs> and we have kids night to cook. Mm -hmm. and they, you know, we figure out what it is that they want to cook, or they mm -hmm. get to choose what we're having for dinner, mm -hmm. um, and it really right. creates memory, yeah. which is super fun. Yeah. We're talking about the what you can do to create amazing relationships with your kids that last a lifetime, and so we just gave some different tips, and so one of the things that I wanted to talk about, so I had to just tell my sister to come get, get, come get in the, the conversation is the silly times, like creating silly times mm. with your kids. Mm. So I remember when she used to pick us up from school, mom used to pick us up from school and we would ask her mom, where are we going to go today? And she would be like, crazy. crazy. You want to come? come? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going crazy. You want to come? Yeah. Or, we would get out of the car and then we would link arms and then we're like, we're off to see, see the, the wizard, wizard, the wonderful wizard of Oz. Because, 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 because the wizard of Oz. Sing, y'all, sing. So literally it was something that we, we did when we were like third, second grade, third grade, and now we're like, 40s yeah, like and still do it and still do it, <laughs> and still do it when we're together yeah. and it's we never had those you know awkward moments where oh I hate my mom and oh don't talk to me <laughs> like we, we never had those good memories our therapy for the future that's great oh, nice. that's awesome that's um and so create silly times you know it's so fun where you and they, your kids really will remember it forever. Mm -hmm. and, and so will you. Yeah. I still remember all of that. Yeah. I, I love yeah. it. Makes Hi, me laugh. Ashley. Yeah, it's so great. Um, and then what else keys do you, can you remember um, any of the things that have helped to create 
memories. It'll also just be real. Yeah. That's just a, be just be real. Parenting isn't I say acting, but the acting is for fun. You know, it's like um like like uh just even if you just sing your sing your supper. I have a opera. I remember as a kid my oh, dad yeah. and mom and me and my brother and sister we just started singing opera to each other about Daddy, are we going to the store today? And, we, and everybody we just started singing it. And I remember us blasting some song to, oh, I think it was Don't Worry, Be Happy, to the tops of the roof for like five hours straight. Yeah. And just singing it. Don't worry, boom, 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 be happy. Yeah. <laughs> right? We still do that today. Yeah. yeah. I think so. I think, um, I think that well one like i said is carried on into today we'll walk i'll grab my mom's arm or we'll oh, swing each other's right. arms around or i'll just lay back and be like catch me and yeah. see if she does and, um, but i think having that growing up you know helped us to feel free to be silly free to sing free to create i mean it's mm -hmm, probably why i was able to tap into the creativity that i had because mm -hmm. it was you know it was always there for me and my mom. So it it was never embarrassing. We were mm -hmm. able to just be free and laugh and mm -hmm. be silly. That's a good point. And now, praise the Lord, that's what pays my bills. But you know <laughs> mm -hmm. what I mean? So who knows if I had such a rigid you know, upbringing, yeah. I might not have mm -hmm. allowed myself to be creative and funny and silly and, and all those things. So, and just waking up with, it was brought so much mm -hmm. joy and laughter. And mommy would sing, um, uh, let the sun shine in every time we would wake up and that's something that's a memory that I remember mm -hmm. in that purple room <laughs> We had some Christy picked it to color yeah, out. She wanted a purple oh, right. room. Right. Oh Lord But she would come in and open the shutters and be like let the sun shine in Face it with a grin. Smiles never lose. And promise never win. So let the sun shine in Face it with a grin. Open up your heart and let the too much stuff yeah. get too serious about your child your child does something wrong at two years old or something that we consider wrong at two it's not gonna mark them the rest of their life it doesn't yeah. mean that they're gonna be you know whatever the rest of their life you just talk to them you, you bring them in and 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 say what's going on you know and if it's really bothering say that's really bothering me why are you doing that yeah you know and let them explain to you I remember speaking Another thing that just made me think of when Christy and Kira used to try to get out of going to school because they didn't have their homework. Or, oh, I feel so sick. Oh, I feel like so when, when they were grown, they said, "Mommy, if my eyeball was hanging out, you would have sent us to school." <laughs> and that's true because I could tell. And sometimes Christy would do all this drama, and I'd say, "Bravo! Oh. Wonderful performance! Oh my gosh, that's so good!" <laughs> Look at me. 
Yeah, but it didn't work. <laughs> I said, okay, we're going to school. And I just asked him, okay, so what test do you have today that you didn't didn't prepare for? And they said, it's okay. Hey, just go do your best and let's see what happens. And so I say that to say, moms and dads, that you have the gift of influence. God has mm. positioned you to influence your children in such a magnanimous way, in such a major way, yeah. just through your words, just through your action, just mm -hmm. by making them a priority, just by changing what's important, just by walking away from the game, the football game, just by walking away from the computer, from your phone, from you know, whatever it is, and spending time with them mm -hmm. first, mm -hmm. it can change their life forever. Yeah. That one moment. And, you know, that one moment when my mom, dad darted into the kitchen <laughs> when she came in and me and my boyfriend were on the couch. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, ah! And, I mean, most embarrassing moment in my life. And she offered grace and covered me with lo her love. And there was another moment when I was in sixth grade, I was actually sick and had a stomach virus. And there was a, we used to have this presidential, um, the president's physical fitness test. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't want to participate. And they made me run anyway. We had a run in the 50 yard dash. They mm -hmm. made me run. I didn't have my clothes. Mm -hmm. I remember having corduroy pants on. And they made mm -hmm. me run anyway. Stomach virus, y'all. Oh. I remember running literally. You remember? I didn't even. Oh, did. I ran oh. through the finish line and off the field to oh. the nurse's office to call my mom. She was home and came mm. to get me. Mm. I got in the car, faced the back of the, the, um, the seat, held the back of the seat the whole way because I could not sit down. Mm. And in that moment... I decided I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom because mm -hmm. my mom was home mm -hmm. and she covered me, saved me the embarrassment of having to be there at school embarrassed. And so having the privilege of being a stay-at-home mom for my children um, has been one of my greatest privileges and gifts. And mm -hmm. not everyone has the privilege to do that no. when they even want to. Right. And so, but it doesn't mean that you have to be a stay-at-home mom to be a good mom. Nope. My mother worked, my dad worked, and when I was in trouble like that as a kid, or even me or my brother and sister, they would leave their job and come get us. And they would just say, hey, I have to go get my child. My child is sick. Or a lot of times we just had to stay in the um, nurse's office and lay on the cot, and they would leave work early. They would get permission to leave work early and come get us, pick us up. So it doesn't mean that you have to be a stay-at-home mom to be a, or dad to be a good, per, be a good parent. Um, parenting really comes from within. It comes from our heart. It comes from our absolute love for our children. Mm -hmm. it, comes, it, it, become, it comes to the forefront when we really want to scream and maybe knock them across the room, but mm -hmm. instead we take a deep breath and we ask them to, <clears throat> excuse me, to explain what's going on. Mm -hmm. explain why we're in this situation explain why you did what you did mm -hmm. um, and, and you come to an agreement right and listening very good being present yeah. being present get rid of those contraptions for at least dinner time every single night every meal no there's no there's no formula yeah there's no no there's no um, electronic devices oh. at meal time even if, if you got just one meal dinner time none 
you know, but a lot of times people are just running out in the mornings and it's grab mm -hmm. this and grab an orange juice and grab a bagel and grab a this. Okay, so I can understand that, but make dinner that time that you come together. Even if it's just for that short little mm -hmm. half hour, if it's a quick meal, still you're together, no devices. Just just one-on-one. -on -one. And just stay in the conversation. Yeah. Like, stay in the conversation. Have the conversation. Mm -hmm. Like parents, they don't have the conversation. Like they don't have the mm -hmm. conversation with the kid. You mean just don't even talk to them? Yeah. yeah. Right. A conversation involves an interaction, yeah. involves a, a message that is given, and there is received. feedback received. Yeah. So, and I learned so much from each of you when you were little teeny tiny things. Mm. I remember I used to smoke. Oh, yeah. Carol was about five years old. Mommy, you got to stop smoking. But way back in 1981, I did. But, but. They influenced me. I know there are a lot of kids who do that now with their parents. And and we, as a parent, should honor that. Should honor that, oh my gosh, this is a little person here. And this little person really can teach us something. Some, So many times you, you do your lectures and I would see them coming right back at me. Yeah. And I made the mistake of saying to you guys a couple of times until I learned better, well, don't do as I say, do as I, don't do as I do, do as I say. Yeah, that, that I got work. that from my parents. No, 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 no. That's a really That's good point. That's not a good one, right? <laughs> that whole generational thing. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness for revelation on that, because I mean, even my pastor says has a really good story about how um, there, it's Thanksgiving and there's a turkey where the back of the or the back of the turkey is cut off, <laughs> and so. The great grandmother um, uh, put the the turkey has the back of the turkey cut off. The grandmother did it. The the mother did it. The daughter did it. So the son or the daughter's like, why do you cut the back of the turkey off? She's like, I don't know. So she asked the mother. She asked the grandmother <laughs> oh, and the great mother. Wow. She said because no. the pan was too small. Oh my God! So people just generationally, people wow. just do things without, without even, even knowing why yeah. mm -hmm. and there's no rhyme or reason mm -hmm. and people just transfer things mm -hmm. from generation to generation without even thinking mm -hmm. through or why yeah. but it's like do what I say not what I do mm -hmm. that doesn't even make sense no and it doesn't even when I mean we had a moment where I had the kids writing out sentences at one time and I remember when they were really little, like when they could start writing, so they maybe might have been seven, mm -hmm. eight. And I remember doing something that, in, as in integrity-wise, mm -hmm. I needed to be writing sentences. And mm -hmm. I remember saying, mommy needs to write sentences. And they were floored. Mm -hmm. They were floored. It was so powerful mm -hmm. where I was like, mommy, mommy's wrong. I'm going to write sentences. They were like, wow. because it's a, not about what's good for you and not good for me. I mm -hmm. need to hold the same standard for me as I'm going to mm -hmm. hold for you. Exactly. And it was so powerful. Right. So, um, Our example. We teach by example. Yes. And, and, and what they see us do, I think, stays with them more than what we tell them to do. So it's yes. our behavior. They're watching us to see the type of person mm -hmm. that they are supposed to grow into being. So we need to be the best person we can yes. possibly be. The example. Absolutely. Um, and so I really want to thank you so much for joining us. She, mommy has one more thing to okay, share. Just one more thing. Yes. I only just remembered when, um, I had Christy, you were three months old uh -huh. and I was sitting down on my knees 
Um, I was married at 19 and I had her at 23 and I was kneeling on the grass and she was just laying there on my lap and I just started crying to God and said, I don't know what to do with this little thing. And I just cried and cried and cried and I said, oh dear God, please make me a good mommy. And I think he did. So that's really the answer, really. To so pray. Pray. Make me a good mommy. You are the best oh, mommy in the whole wide world. Wow, God will give you everything you need to he be does. everything that He's created you to be. And all you have to do is listen and be obedient. And He will give you um, all of the, not only the, the provision. He will give you the strength. He will give you the people who he, who need to align with you to help it to come to pass. Oh, yeah. Everything. You just need to choose. You need to trust, to be obedient, to walk in the, the, the anointing for where he's called you. And just trust his word. Trust his, the, the truth of who he is. And um, so thank you so much for being here. That was so awesome. Thank you so much, mom. Let me recap briefly the tips my mom shared that will help you develop a solid relationship with your kids that will last a lifetime. Number one, always fight for your children. Number two, don't let social media be the parent. Number three, do lots of activities together. Number four, be silly and have lots of fun. Number five, have family dinners together. Maybe even start with dessert. And number six, make great memories because all of them matter. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode and allowing me to introduce you to my favorite woman in the whole wide world, my mom. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I hope that it was encouraging, inspiring, supportive, or just maybe it made you feel like you were not alone. And so thank you for joining me. If we are not connected yet, I would love to connect with you over on social media, on Instagram at wife.wisdom. And we can connect there. Please DM me how the Wife Wisdom Podcast has encouraged you, how it has supported you, how it has been brought up aha moments for you. I read and value and cherish all of the testimonies that I receive from you. So please, please, please keep them coming. And if you have not already rated our podcast on iTunes, please do so. You would just go to iTunes. You could go down to the very first episode where it will say, write a review. And so by writing a review, it helps other women who are looking for the Wife Wisdom Podcast to find it. And so please rate and review our podcast and it helps other people to find uh, our, our different episodes. So again, thank you so much 
for not only joining, but continuing to share this with your family, your friends, your sister circle. I so appreciate you and value your consistent listenership. So have an amazing week and I look forward to connecting with you next week. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.